pros and cons of an HOA. Let's get into it. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us. Uh, We're talking about HOAs. There are pros and cons. We both live in an HOA. Yes, sir. We're going to sort of have a maybe a semi-playful time with this because HOAs can sometimes be ridiculous. And stressful. And stressful, yeah. yes. And if you keep your mind straight, you can realize that they're there for one purpose, and that purpose is to keep the value in an area. Sure. Okay. Sure. And that's a pro. That is a pro. That's a big We want to make sure that your area doesn't have a purple house and a green house and a pink house and a, okay, and then one doesn't have 14 cars in the in the front yard and the other one doesn't have a horse buggy, right? Right. So they want to keep congruency, okay, keep things looking similar, not maybe necessarily exactly the same, but similar. Uh, nowadays, what we're starting to see in most new build construction sites and uh, developments is that there are four different styles of homes, front, what the front face looks like, and then four or five different color patterns, and they never put the same home in the same color pattern next to each other. So you have some diversity, but like your shirt today, Joe, there are different things in there, but there's a calming feeling because they're the same four or five different things. Sure, right? sure. Yeah, yeah and, and even... Uh, away from an HOA, some cities have zoning regulations to where there can't be the same home right next to one another. Yeah. Yep. Exactly right. So they fall within it. You know, the other thing that that uh, HOAs do that we, we want to call pros are community perks, right? Mm-hmm. So what is a community perk? Well, in some HOAs, they're, they're gated. Not all HOAs, but some HOA developments are gated. That's a perk that keeps people from coming in and out of the development that you're unaware of and allows safety features. People can feel comfortable that they're not, you know, not letting riffraff into the area, right? Yeah. yeah. And you know what's going on with crime. I mean, crime is a big surging thing right now in the United States. So a lot of people like the homeowners associations. Um with the gated communities. But you can also have nice homeowner associations where the perks are they connected with the police department and the police department will make maybe a one or two trips in the evening just to make sure that things are, you know, the way they should be. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, that's that's nice too. And and yeah. I know at, at least as far as a, a perk within our community, my particular community, we are not gated. Right. However, we do have a pool. You know, so we have a community pool. We can all gather there. We even have uh, community events, you know, where we could all sort of chat and meet each other and get to know each other. other. Yeah. Yeah. And not drive in what we like to call the, the car pass where you come in, you pass your neighbor, you raise your hand up, you open your garage door, you park in, you close your garage door, and that's the only time your neighbors see you. So a lot of these community perks can be the events like you were talking about. In some areas, they're putting parks in. Like where I live in in my uh, HOA, they've got four different parks for kids to play on. Okay. Now, there's maintenance issues on stuff like that, so that's why you have these HOAs, so there's money there to take care of that. Sure. Um, We talked about uniformity. That's something else that um, HOAs will create. They'll allow the uniformity of, okay, you can't let all these weeds grow in your yard. Or the wind knocked over your tree, it's got to get cleaned up, okay? Um, We have uniformity in putting, well, I'll call them sheds or secondary residences maybe, okay? So we want to keep uniformity so nobody has this big Sears and Roebuck plastic shed (laughs) right in front of their their house that makes it look like 
right. you know, have five used- cars parked in the yard. Yes, or, yeah. 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 That, um, that, that can be an eyesore for sure. Yep. Uh, I even came across a, an HOA uh, where I just sold a house. They didn't allow solar on the front uh-huh. because it detracts from yep. the look. Now you could have it on the side or the back, but you know, they, they want to keep that, uh, that uniformity. Yeah. Like you're talking and about. the appeal. Right. Yeah. They right. want the curb appeal. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and then in, in other areas, Joe, a, a pro would be there's like additional coverages. Mm-hmm. Now you might be in some, you might be in different types of HOAs, like for a townhouse or a condo or a single family unit, right? Yeah. Well, the townhouse and or condo could have additional coverage from the HOA, like roof coverage. If you're in a condo that is more like an apartment type of deal, there's there's coverage for common things like the roof, okay, or sidewalks, or the parking lots. If the condos don't have separate garages, but they have covered parking, oh yeah, that kind of stuff is covered under like an umbrella type of coverage. Um, we call that additional coverage by the HOA. Gotcha. And I know within mine, we have trash covered. Yeah. And we have, which is a pretty common one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have landscaping. Yeah. Which is kind of nice. They, yeah. they even come in, in our front yards and Pull the weeds. do all the, the landscaping. <laughs> I'm like, okay, this is worth it. This you know, in Tucson, when it's 110, you don't want to be out there pulling weeds. Let's somebody else do that. Here's an extra couple of bucks for that. Exactly. Right? That makes okay. your HOA fee worth it for exactly. sure. Exactly. You know, you know, we're talking about fees. Let's go to the cons, yeah. right? Yeah. Let's kind of trap into uh, higher debt to income ratios. What, yeah. what do they mean by that, Joe? <laughs> yeah. So we got to calculate when we're going into affordability, that is an extra fee that you have to cover within the umbrella of, of your mortgage payment, right? So you, the lender will have to figure out the, whether or not you will be able to afford this extra hundred plus dollar, sometimes less, um, per month fee. So that definitely plays a part in you qualifying for living in that particular house. Yeah, because it's a fixed expense. Exactly. It's going right. to come every month. Exactly. You can't right. only pay it when you feel like it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then if you don't pay that to the HOA, I have mine on automatic, so I, I don't forget it. Um, and I try to avoid getting letters from yeah. them, you know, which which mainly the letters come from your Christmas lights were up for too long, you yeah. know, yeah. <laughs> something like that, at least for, for me. You know, that, that they can potentially, if you miss your HOA dues, they could lien your property. Yeah. And that, that could be a bad thing. You know, they, they can't foreclose on your property, right? No, they've changed that law. They used to be able to foreclose on your property. That was within Arizona. Right. Correct. Yeah. So, um, that doesn't apply necessarily to every state. There's probably maybe some, some issues where they could potentially foreclose, but at least here they, they cannot. Correct. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of nice. Um, and now they can control fines. Have you seen that? I haven't seen a fine before in, in my uh, seven-year career. Have you seen a fine I've seen levied some, against? I've seen some crazy fines. Hey, everyone. We want to interrupt this episode to let you know that we are a Keller Williams Southern Arizona franchise. We are also realtors practicing equal housing. Now let's get you back to the podcast. Against people. Um so unfortunately today, everything is so political, whether you're on this side of the fence or on that side of the fence, right? So I've seen some of these signs where um, you had one particular political belief, 
overstepping their boundary. I don't want to get too deep into this, but they've overstepped their boundary and harmed the neighbor. Oh, wow. Harmed the development. The HOA sent the letter says you stop this activity or we're going to fine you. Yeah. He was arrogant enough to say, I'm not stopping this activity and they find him. Wow. Okay. Wow. I've, I've seen it also where they put up a flagpole. Yeah. Okay. So there's yeah. been, you know, there's these pros and cons and I'm not going to say which is right and which is wrong. Sure. Everybody picks their own, you know, their own belief system, but the gentleman wanted to put up a flagpole and he was a retired service person. They find him, went to court. He finally won. Yeah. Okay. Um, because of other pressing, uh, I'm sorry, Precedent. uh, precedents of other other uh, lawsuits, and he won, so they had to pull the fine back. But they can, you know, that was a kind of a pain in the butt yeah. for um, the gentleman who put the flag up, and probably a pain in the butt for the people who didn't want to see the flag up. So what we're what we're starting to see more of is more of a let's come together on what is appropriate and what isn't appropriate, right? Yeah, yeah. And let's listen to the other side about being appropriate or inappropriate, right? Right. Because we are changing as a society. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So growing pains always happen. Exactly. So these these controlling fines, uh the severity of them, most of the time when somebody's in an HOA like myself, if I get a letter, it's usually, hey, you got a few too many weeks. Well, I'm sorry, I was on vacation for, yeah. for three weeks, <laughs> right. you know, and it rained here. <laughs> yeah. So so you take care of it, um, but it's the people that are are gone or they don't take care of their house and the paint is peeling. Yeah. Or in a lot of places, you have to have what they call a centered focus tree or a focus tree. Oh, sure, yeah. So, and if that blows down, you got to replace it with another focus tree. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and that focus tree is normally there when you buy the property. Correct. And if it happens, then you have to pay out of pocket and replace it. Exactly. The builder's not going to yep. pay or the yeah. HOA is not going to pay for that. Now you can. That's like force conformity. We use that term force conformity. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and, and that, that, that means that you can run for your HOA and get on the board and change the, the laws and CCNRs. Yes. Thank you. Codes, covenants, and restrictions is what that stands for. And you can make it change for today's sort of standards. Uh, you know, we, we've seen some old things that may not even apply today. Mm-hmm. And uh, most HOAs will sit and sort of change those rules and those CCNRs and update them. Uh, some don't. And that's where you can run into some issues. But if, if some don't, that means they're not a very active HOA. Correct. You know, so it's interesting because I'm now running for the HOA board. Um in, in my community, along with a couple other people. And the reason I want to take that on is because I want to keep the value of my property as high as possible. Yeah. Uh, that's the main reason for being on the HOA for me. Yeah. And also to keep a safety factor within our community. Sure. Okay. So I want to make sure that we are interacting with the police department, the fire department, uh, you know, and the emergency service providers they know where we are, how to get in, make sure the gates are, you know, accessible to them. And, and most of the time they are. But if you're not maintaining the gates or the phone service that are associated with the gates, they may the fire department may, may not be able to get in fast enough. Right? Sure, sure. So so that's one of the reasons why I'm running for the for the HOA board. Um, Very cool. 
And it's it's good. If you want to change some things that are outdated, then you need to step up to the plate and you need to run for the board to make those changes because everything is changeable with enough people voting. Yeah, no, yeah. It, exactly right. That's uh, in, in our HOA, they do not allow short-term rentals and that, that means less than three months right. to them. Uh, so that means no Airbnb. You know, right. We can't have a room rented out or whatever for an Airbnb. Now they do allow rentals, which not all HOAs do. And that can be a pain for someone who maybe buys a townhouse or a condo and wants to move up in a house, you know, that was their first house and keep that as a, a rental opportunity and, and grow their wealth that way, that can kind of be a pain to where they have to sell it instead of keeping it and growing, growing their well, wealth. Well, what does that way. lead, Joe? That leads to what we do for a living, right? Yeah, as a yeah. real estate agent, yeah. you got to have a seasoned real estate agent who understands the potential of what you want to do, buy, hold, then move up and rent. That seasoned agent should be well aware of whether or not you can do that in the community that you're in. Yes. Or if you are, but you're hearing rumors because you're so involved in real estate, as a real estate agent, you hear rumors that it looks like maybe at the next board meeting, they're going to switch these rules. And this doesn't really fit with what you want to do, your business plan to grow that generational wealth that we always talk about. Yeah. You can link to, you know, we'll put a link here to some other podcasts about generational wealth that we have. Getting back to, though, the agent you're working with, the real estate agent you're working with, you got to make sure they're seasoned enough to understand that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think that that is even more important as you're going to purchase a property if you're under contract during your inspection period and your discovery period. Yeah. Make sure to read the CCNRs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so make sure to get that. And, and yeah. we have we are in an escrow state, and they provide the CCNRs for you as a service. Yes. Uh, which is really handy. Yep. And so that way you don't have to go diving in and looking for it, and maybe finding an older one that doesn't work. And and yeah. so maybe making sure you're understanding all of those uh, codes, covenants, and restrictions that might apply to you. And I, I just recently had they wanted to put in a, a pool but an above ground pool to make it a little cheaper. And I read the CCNRs. I said, it may not work. And it didn't. Yeah. So I said, sorry, we can't, we can't, can't have that. an above ground pool. You can maybe build a pool in the future, save up a little bit, you know, after you moved yep. in. So, yeah. You know, something else that the lack of transparency in HOAs, you know, I've, I've heard some crazy stories and I'll give you a quick one here. We, um, I was selling a house to a, um, a, a, retired lawyer. And he was reading over the CCNRs and then he wanted the income and expense and the balance sheet for the HOA, which very few people ask for, but you are entitled to. He noticed that there was over $400,000 in the reserve fund for the HOA, right? And the dues were like $225 a month. And there weren't that many people in the development, right? And it wasn't gated. They didn't have a pool. There were no parks. Basically, they were taking care of the front entrance, the monuments that have like the sign on it, and that's it. And that's it. And, and hoarding can, the rest. And hoarding the rest. And he went in front of the board and said, there's no reason for us to have this much. And he, you know, the board shot him down. He ended up going and knocking on the doors of the neighbors. He got elected to the board. He got a couple other people, like-minded people elected to the board. And they said, you know what? We're going to reduce the HOA for the next five years. Wow. Yeah. And we'll take the we'll take the reserve we have 
and we'll hang on and we'll use that, not just hang on to it. We'll use it to help maintenance costs us. And then in five years, we'll bring the deuces back up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's really fair. Yeah. So excessive, you know, just pay attention uh, and ask for transparency. And you, yeah. you know, you've got to ask, you can't just sit back and be the squeaky wheel and just accept and sort just of accept it yeah. or, or don't do anything and bitch about it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So. <laughs> that's, that's a lot of what happens. Yeah. And uh, one other thing that, that I don't want to miss is there are things called special assessments, Yes, which can be uh, levied where um, I know particular from my neighborhood is uh, repaving. And that can be kind of expensive, right, for the entire neighborhood. So uh, they had, luckily, we had enough in reserves to do it, but they did raise our dues and to to refill the coffers. Yeah, you know. And so you don't mind that. I don't mind that yeah. at all. Yeah, because it's a nice, smooth road and yeah. it's taken care of. However, there can be large. Just all of a sudden, a special assessment. You owe three thousand dollars, and maybe less so here in Tucson, but in in other areas where maybe there's a structural issue in the building, uh, a high-rise condo or something like that, that can be where you might find these larger special assessments where it could really uh, take a toll on your pocketbook. Yeah, those buildings, or, or sometimes they got to replace the water lines. There's sewer lines. There's all kinds of things that can happen with special assessments. Just like if you weren't in an HOA and the city needed to redo the roads or re put in a sewer line, you're going to get a tax assessment on your property. Yeah. Yeah, ex exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. But yeah, a part of a community, um, where it can either function or not function. So do your research on this, uh, especially if you're considering living in an area with an HOA, definitely do your research. I think that's probably our best advice, right? Yeah. And, and don't hesitate to ask your realtor to find out questions. If you can't find them, your realtor should be able to find these questions or these answers to your questions very easily. Exactly right. So if we provided any value in this podcast to you, please be sure to like and follow our podcast. We will see you on the next one. Thank you for listening and watching the Nitty Gritty of Real Estate podcast here with the Tom J. Krieger team of Keller Williams, Southern Arizona. If you are interested in buying a home, selling a home, or even investing in real estate, we have 5,000 agents across the country that we can connect you to. If you need any free resources, feel free to check out our website at www.thetjkteam.com. We hope you have a great day.